Hello and welcome to Top Soil, a new mini-series from UPL that will be looking at the untapped potential of soils and bringing together some other soil champions from around the world. We are committed to redefining how we think about soil and the importance of soil health. Treated like a transformative agri-technology, soil has the potential to feed a booming global population, reverse the impacts of climate change, and even dramatically reduce greenhouse gas emissions. So we believe that it's time we gave soil the credit it deserves and celebrate the incredible role it plays in food production, carbon sequestration, and biodiversity. We are committing to demonstrating how soil is a tool in the fight against climate change and can inspire a new relationship with the natural world. Today, we are looking at healthier soil, healthier planet. The idea that healthy soils lead to overall benefits for the health of planet Earth. And joining me today is Dr. Wayne Honeycutt, CEO of the Soil Health Institute. The Soil Health Institute is a global nonprofit organization with the mission to safeguard and enhance the vitality and productivity of soils through scientific research and advancement. In May of 2021, UPL signed a multi-year partnership with Soil Health Institute, bringing together UPL's transformative technologies and global footprint with the research and training programs that Wayne's teams have developed to provide useful outcomes for farmers, the environment, and society. Wayne, welcome to Topsoil. Hey, thank you very much for having me, Jonatas. Okay, so let's start with some questions, Wayne. Uh, we spoke in the introduction about soil as an untapped natural technology. Can you tell us what you think about the potential of soil as a tool in the fight against climate change? Yeah, absolutely. Well, thanks again for having me. And yeah, soil is uh, actually a very untapped and really one of the most economically beneficial opportunities that we have for addressing climate change. Uh, you know, the, the natural process, uh, everyone knows about photosynthesis. Uh, what is happening there is that plants are using the sunlight as their energy source, and they're converting the carbon to carbohydrates or CO2 out of the air to carbohydrates. And those carbohydrates now become, you know, part of the soil, those this carbon compounds. Uh, you know, when the leaves and stems and roots, they fall to the soil or die in the soil in the case of roots, then what you're essentially doing is adding more carbon to that soil. So that's what we do in soil health as uh, we really look at regenerating the soils and having those additions of carbon as a key uh, way that we improve soil health. That's a very good point uh, to start with, and Wayne. And uh, uh, what can you tell us about you know, the mission of the Soil Health Institute, you as the CEO and really the founder of this institute, yeah. and, and where our partnership fits into some of your wider aspirations for your work? Uh, yeah, the mission of the institute is safeguard and enhance the vitality and productivity of soils uh, through research and advancement. Uh, we do that in a lot of different ways. Uh, for example, we look at the business case for farmers uh, for adopting these soil health practices and systems. Uh, we look at identifying the most effective ways to measure it, uh, to establish targets for people to achieve. Uh, we also provide some training programs. Uh, we do uh, quite a bit of research, for example, uh, developing uh, uh, predictions of how we can improve uh, drought resilience by improving soil health. Uh, and then we quantify the impacts of that adoption uh, to things like uh, greenhouse gases and water quality, because all that helps inform policies and educate consumers. And all that, of course, then ties back into the business case. 
But so we uh, get engaged in all of those things and have uh, all those uh, number of projects and all those different efforts. And so the particular engagement with UPL, which we were very pleased uh, to get involved in, uh, is going to allow us to really kind of uh, establish and test uh, some of our metrics uh, for measuring soil health and some of our ways to establish targets for soil health, uh, to establish what is achievable. Uh, that engagement is going to allow us to uh, test these uh, programs and processes and in Spain and in the UK and Brazil and, and perhaps other places in the future. Very good. And you mentioned about benefits. And of course, some growers, they may be concerned about what type of soil, what situation the soil they will you know, give to the next generation. But you mentioned potentially more short-term benefits also. And I know that you, Soil Health Institute, have been conducting some projects that are focused on this implementation of these practices, but also on the bottom line, you know, from a economical, from a, a financial perspective, what is yeah. the, the impact to the grower? What are some of the most maybe persuasive uh, benefits of these interventions that you've been uh, working with farmers if they are realizing they have having short-term benefits out of these practices? Yeah, yeah. I think that one of the, what you're referencing is a project we uh, recently uh, conducted where we interviewed a hundred farmers across nine U.S. states. And these are mostly in the Midwest where most of the crops are corn and soybean. Um, and uh, out of those 100 farmers, uh, 85% of them uh, observed a net income increase uh, when for their corn crop and 88% of them increased their net income for their soybean crop. But you know, when, when you talk about kind of the most oh, influential or impactful uh, observation, you know, for farmers, uh, I think one of them is seeing how their neighbors' uh, fields uh, are holding up during a drought when they have a neighbor that uh, is using cover crops or no tillage and they're able to store more water in their soils. Um, they can they see that difference between their neighbor's crop and their crop. Uh, and there's, there's a really interesting uh, display that uh, USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service uses. And it's with a rainfall simulator. Uh, where they put trays of soil from a conventional field uh, and a soil health management system field uh, side by side, and they rain on it essentially for a few minutes. You can imagine the water coming off of the conventional field is quite muddy because it's carrying sediment, it's, it's eroding off. But what the real aha moment is for farmers is when they take those trays of soil and flip them upside down after it's been rained on for several minutes, and then they see that the soil underneath conventional um, in the conventional tray is still dry. And what's, what's happened there is, again, the, because that soil is not protected, the individual aggregates are broken down into their individual sand, silt, and clay particles, and that prevents water from infiltrating in. And so that means now you're going to get more runoff into your streams. It means you're not going to recharge your subsoil with moisture. Uh, that will be there uh, for the next dry spell. That display of that rainfall simulator, I think, is just a very, very powerful aha moment for many people when they uh, when they see that in the field. And you mentioned in, in a short period of time a, a list of very compelling benefits and. And I think more and more growers are starting to adopt those practices. But 
in your view, you know, we have this project in North America. We are a global company, UPL. We want to take this in the lessons and, and recommendations on ways to improve soil health worldwide. Uh, where can we take the conversation next or what needs to change or who needs to get more involved in the journey towards a, a soil positive future in your, in, yeah. your, in your view? It's interesting. One of our employees pointed this out to me. He had been working with farmers for over 40 years. And he said, farming degraded soils has become the norm, <laughs> the, the normal. And it's people don't realize how good they can be. And I thought, you know, he, he's really got something there. Um, and, you know, when you think back decades ago, at one point, soil testing was new. And, and then people said, well, why do I soil test? And they set up demonstration sites and said, look at these different amounts of nutrients. Now look what's achievable. Look what's achievable in your yield. Uh, and I feel like that we are at that point again now where we, because of our soil health target uh, ability now, we can establish these and so show farmers what is achievable for their soils. And I think it will be that next uh, motivator uh, to get more farmers uh, not only to motivated to adopt these soil health improving practices, uh, but also to innovate, uh, to try new, new things uh, in order to achieve that higher level of soil health. Because what will come with that is increased drought resilience, uh, increased nutrient availability, and, um, and increased you know, root penetration. And, and so all these benefits, increased carbon sequestration you know, to mitigate and adapt to climate change. And so there are all these number of benefits that will come with it, but I think establishing what that achievable level of soil health is, is going to really be that next uh, big step that's going to drive motivation in my mind. Very good, Wayne. And we, we see great opportunities for us to expand, you know, our collaboration to other geographies outside North America and, and UPL as a global company can certainly uh, support and, and and get the, the news and promoting these practices worldwide uh, to help growers to safeguard their soils or improve soil that have been depleted over the years. And it's great to count on, on, on you guys at Soil Health Institute for this journey. Well, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure with working with you all so far. And I know that there's many more good things to come. So thanks for having me, Jonatus. Thank you so much, Dr. Wayne, for joining us in this episode of the Top Soil Podcast. We will be back soon with an episode that looks at some of the work we are leading in Brazil and explores the power of soil carbon sequestration in the sustainable development agenda. You can learn more about our work at www.upl-ltd.com or click the link in the description. Thank you.